Hello and welcome to the 20 Minute Tims and the 90 Minute Cynic combined. <laughs> I don't know. Versus, I think. Versus. Civil War, who knows. Uh, I'm Chris Bowds, we're joined by Louis McCaffrey. Yes, Cynic, Team Cynic. Ooh. <laughs> if you want to 20 Minute Tims, I'll let you do your. I'm a James Von Doom, Team. Well, I'm just a mod. Yeah, every man for himself here. Yeah. I'm at Coach Grums, Stephen. Oh, at Martin Melly, uh, twi- in the Tims. So <laughs> <laughs> this microphone's thrown me. Start, mate. Start. That's all part of the game. <laughs> uh, so we'll jump right in. Uh, Bruce Mitch and Gladback. What do we think, boys? It was obviously a disappointing result. I know it was disappointing it was more f- frustrating because I felt that we just seemed to get out thought tactically to a point um, and we didn't look as if we could really come up with any answers both the players and maybe to a certain extent Brendan Rodgers although he did try and change little things but they just played so well they dominated us um, it was it was the first time I was actually quite not disappointed I know it sounds a silly thing to say but it's the first time I've looked at a Celtic match and thought, you know, Brendan Rodgers has to carry the can a wee bit here. I thought uh, we, we could have done a bit more. See, I, I disagree with that. I just thought they were a better team. Everything they did was better than us. And I wasn't, I was disappointed. But just when I seen the way they played, how technical they were, it was great to watch, obviously not being a Celtic fan, but they were better than us. And that's the end of it. They're just a better team than us. I, I suppose to... To use a cliche, it, it was a lesson, wasn't it? It was just, it was really just a, a washout the entire game. Nothing got going for Celtic at all, really, at any point. And I don't know what German for sit down is, but I think that that's what we got last night. <laughs> Absolutely, and it was probably the first first time we've really come up against a team that really pressed us and played. You know, kind of tried to do to us what we do to other teams like well, Man City. Was wasn't it? They they pressed us. They took the game to us. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is, aye, they were a better team, but, you know, worse teams beat better teams sometimes or at least get a draw, you know, like we did against Manchester City. And we just, I just felt we were continually trying to impose our game on them, even though it was quite obvious from quite early on that that wasn't wasn't going to work. Their front three, I think they played a front three, kind of, and they kept us occupied. You know, they were getting a lot of joy down the flanks. Um I didn't catch the boy's name. I meant to look up before I came here, but I'm lazy. But the blonde, long-haired guy they had up front, and they want to help me out there. Han, Han. Uh, he was. Han. I thought he was terrific. It, that's the problem we've got. I mean, they. You said they pressed us well, but we don't have them to do that to us on a weekly basis. Where in their league, they've got three, four teams that do that to them, so they're used Aye. to playing like that. True. But I was going to say, Rogers said in his pre-match that they play three-four-three. And I think we'd set up to play against that because we'd Sinclair and Forrest right up beside Dimbelli, but they didn't do that. They played four, I think it was four, two, three, one, and it, they just ripped us apart down both flanks. Tierney and Lustig couldn't get out at all. I think it was clear from the start that they'd had they had Celtic's number from oh. the very first whistle. I think they'd obviously done their homework. In the last game it was it was clear the tactic was probably we were passing to Kieran Tierney all the time and then a lot of our joy was coming down this is against Man City our left but they just put Tierney and Sviatchenko down that side on the back foot the entire time and didn't really get involved in going forward 
Uh, and it, the thing is, if like you can be pressed, being pressed is all right, but you it takes confident footballers to play between it. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, we could have there was there was a few times where you could see. Fair enough, it's, it's different from sitting watching it on TV or in the stand, but you could see there was a pass on. Absolutely, they, they weren't confident enough to play it because they didn't know what the next move when they get there was going to be. So it was just, we didn't look as if, you know, we really believed in ourselves a lot of the time. I, I think there's there's an element of that, and there's an element as well. Is it's not just confidence from the guy that's got the ball to make the pass, but sometimes you've got the ball, you've got to have the confidence in your teammate that he can do something with it. And I think there's a there's a lack of that. There was, I was sitting in the stand, and there was a couple of times where Sviatchenko and Tierney were arguing with each other because Svitchenko would play the ball up to the left and Tierney would just return it to him and you could see the frustration in him saying this isn't this isn't any good you know that that's another thing but you, that's when you need your midfielders to be brave and want to receive the ball that's why I thought there was a bit maybe a bit of hiding last night because the players that probably touched the ball the most for us last night were Svitchenko, Toure, Lustig and Tierney they just played it between them mm-hmm. you need midfielders to drop in want the ball and Rogic and Beaton just weren't in the game at all Beaton and nothing went right Let's for look, Can we just take 5, 10, 15, 20, half an We've hour? have got the time. We do this as a luxury. Yeah, this is it. Let's, let's talk about near Beaton oh. a wee bit here. Zidane? Uh, okay, right. That, that, that's my... <laughs> never live that. No, I will never live that down. That is my under the radar, whatever the fuck the phrase was. Um, near Beaton really let me down. Personally. Yesterday, personally, I, well, I put my journalistic credibility on on the, on the back. <laughs> um, he's he's a guy that just looks. I, I think he's a good player. I think he's a he's not as good as he thinks he is, but he doesn't give his teammates a chance. And see if he plays a ball with somebody that doesn't come off, he turns his back on them. He's shaking. You know what I mean? His his head goes down. He's not he's not looking there to help out. He's he's kind of I've done my bit and you made an asset. So there were there were various points last night. Every time he did something wrong, which was pretty often, he barely put a foot right all night. Every time he did something wrong, he was looking at the bench as if just somebody end this, going to somebody yeah. take me off, somebody kill me, basically. And it just the head went down completely. He, he really looks like he's not interested. And some players, I think, look like that, like Sammy kind of looked. Yeah, that language but that was, style, why? But that was just part of his style. He did, he worked his arse off, whereas Bitton just doesn't look like he wants he, to give anything to Celtic right now I know it's it is, it's frustrating because I, I genuinely think there's a, there's a player in there you know I think he can take the ball on that half turn he's quite quick he can certainly see a pass it's just I just don't know maybe he looks right. flat footed a lot of the time I think he looks as if he's just he's not quite as sharp you see like uh, Cal McGregor who at the beginning of this season I thought this this might be his year to yeah. kick on, you know, and then it all did it did kind of deteriorate and go downhill. But um, when he came on last night, I thought he looked lively. He looked he, it's, every time he took the ball, he was kind of turning as he took it, Aye. and he was immediately open up playing, trying to see what was in front of him. Beaton just you know there was a, there was a few Celtic players like that, and I, I don't know. I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a coaching term for it. I think Lustig was guilty of it as well. Like there were some players who always look activated. They're on the balls of their feet. They're ready to go as soon as they get the ball. Yep. But you can tell before you even give. And Lustig was guilty. And I, I love Lustig, but he was guilty of it. Something. He's standing flat-footed. He just got the ball and gave it right back. And yep. and, and that's as a fan, that's frustrating to watch. So as a player, 
when you're looking for your teammates to help you out that must be especially in a game where you're under the cosh I think the beat on problem last night as well highlighted just how much we really needed to bring a midfielder in in the last transfer window I think everyone really wanted that and it didn't really seem like a big deal at the time but last night you're, I mean everyone's screaming right, Beaton has to come off even as early as half time but you're looking at the bench and you're thinking well Armstrong McGregor are they going to are they going to do any better? McGregor came on and did okay, but the very first thing he did after he came on was give the ball away, which almost yeah. led directly to a goal. Yeah. So it's, we're very late there. I yeah, I don't think McGregor was fantastic, but McGregor looked good because he wanted the ball. He, yeah. moves, well, he, he yeah. breaks the lines, doesn't he? He moves forward. McGregor, he does something that, that Nier Beaton absolutely doesn't do, and he's got a trick. He can beat a man. Um, personally, and I, I was texting, we were texting during the game, my change at that point probably would have been to move Rodic back into midfield and play Roberts in that hole because I think Roberts does quite well in there occasionally. Mm. But we went to we went to McGregor, which is I mean you can't really blame the manager. But like you say, we're playing near beat on at the moment due to lack of options. I think well, that that's it. I mean, it's one to look at the board and say we're not doing well. And Martin O'Neill said it when. I think it was Villarreal game and we were down and he said I turned to my bench and I looked and it was Jamie Smith and that's when he said to the board look you need to give me funds but he never got that I think this is the same I mean what Stuart Armstrong he doesn't really contribute anything 2016's David Hanna the players that started were our best team and we don't have MD apart from Robertson Griffiths that can change the game I mean there's nothing in midfield to change that game and he can't move Rogic back. He'll just get run over. He's not going to fit. Here's a question. For it. Here's a question, though. I mean, admittedly, it could shut down all the way. But are we being a bit greedy here? You know, we made it into the Champions League. Oh, we, oh. we, Ronnie Dyla's Celtic team are going. Oh, well, he's a midfielder. We're like, well, we didn't expect to be here. We're the fourth seed in that. You know what I mean? We're by no means a finished article. I think there's still only. I think. It, might be wrong here, but I think it's still only Monaco that's a fourth-seeded team that's won in the whole Champions League so far. So it's not built for us to win, but we could have done a bit more. But I still think, you said it on your pod, we've said it, that was the worst Celtic, worst Celtic team I've ever seen last season. And to go from that to get into the Champions League is some going, only mm. maybe signing three top players. And well, well, everyone was really confident going into last night's game, and I think that is an achievement in itself. After the experience in last season's European fiasco, I think to turn up in, in the Champions League and go up against a team like Borussia Mönchengladbach and think we're going to win is a step forward. But I'm, I'm not really in too down about last night because I think it's probably going to be good for the team in the long run because it's sort of it's a reality check. Yeah, you know, it's that's exactly what it we, is. We got that result against Man City, and I think that's. The, the Man City game's probably going to go down as one of those sort of extraordinary performances rather than a real indicator of where Celtic are at just now. You know, it's probably along the lines of like the Barcelona win and we've been kind of brought back down to, down to earth with that one. I think you're absolutely right in that the fact that we're even in the Champions League group stages is great compared to what we've done in Europe recently. But with the midfield, I think it was crying out that we needed it. And remember, when we came into this season, Scott Brown was Scott Brown a last season yeah. as far as we're aware yeah. so that's a bonus we really should be all things being equal we should no, be you're right, I, down. I think it was it's crying out for the board to invest in a, in a, a, a quality centre I'm not sure it's down to the board I mean it could possibly be but Brendan did say they tried to get midfielders and they just couldn't get one any better than what they had and 
were full of players of the same sort of quality. Mm. Uh, maybe that's it. I mean, Dembele, Toure and Sinclair are a different level from what you've got. So there's no point bringing in somebody like Stuart Armstrong or like Nia Beaton. Yeah, we yeah, need yeah. somebody really mu- a lot better. Look at how many two to three million pound strikers we bought. Aye. The looks of it for the sake of it when they weren't any better than any more. Who, who, would, you, who would you give pass marks to, pass marks to yesterday though? Because, I mean, I'm just looking at it and... Colo Tullery, I, I like the guy, but doesn't he get pass marks for yesterday? No. Does he, uh, Craig Gordon, I. Although in saying that, there was a period of time yesterday, especially in the second half, where I thought we missed uh, Devries in as much as Brown kept coming deep to receive the ball and the position just behind, behind the centre-backs where normally Devries would be comfortable accepting the ball, but obviously Craig Gordon isn't. Yeah, and, and I think when Brendan Rodgers says De Vries is key to the way we play and as much as when we've got the ball we need 11 footballers not 10 in a goalkeeper there's, there's a balance to be struck there though because I think Gordon I mean I was crying out for the halftime whistle eventually in that in that first half I think Gordon kept it alive in the first half and I don't I wouldn't have the same faith in De Vries to have made the no, saves he did. No, I, he I, needs I, to make some saves he yeah, needs that's to exactly make some yeah. saves any saves just, a, I, aye, just, just everything that's <laughs> went close to him has ended up in the back of the net exactly. he's got kick but it, with, the, with the midfield though I think you can you know if you think of Dembele Sinclair Toure like you are saying if we could get that level of player in instead of beat on I mean yes aye. we maybe do we just do, we need to wait and we just need to stop being greedy and want everything now but we're maybe not a million miles away, you know what I mean? Get a couple of players that are at that level and we could maybe start winning there's, these games. There's a gulf, isn't there, between what Celtic had and what Brendan Rodgers is trying to build, you know? Yeah. There's a gulf between the, like you say, like, I was going to use James Forrest, but he's an old player, but like the DeBellies compared to the Sifchies, for example, there's that class of player who's above, like the Sinclair compared to... I was going to say James Forrest again, even though he's come out again. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm. Yeah, these, yeah. these players that we're bringing in, there's a marked difference in, in quality, and I think the time for the likes of well, Mackay Stephen and Armstrong and Sifchi, I don't. I would be very, very happy if we didn't see that sort of caliber of player in a Celtic shirt again. In fact, I'd be very happy if we never signed anyone from the SPFL again. To, to be perfectly honest, or or any Scottish players that I can think of at the moment. With the signings as well, I mean. When it got to the end of last season, we said we need five players to go straight into the first team. Mm. And I didn't think we'd get that. I think that's a bit unrealistic. So we brought in five. Gamboa might come good, maybe De Vries. But the three that have came in have made a massive difference. And it's really like Martin O'Neill's first season. So when it got to the end of his first season, he had a good crack at the Champions League because he'd had that season to get his team, get his players in and get them playing. Rodgers hasn't really had that. We haven't had a break, a midweek break, the whole of the season, and we don't get one till the end of November. So mm. it's only getting training days here and there. So it will come, but it might just take this season. But we've got into the Champions League, so we've banked the money, which means we can get a better calibre of player in, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about what you guys think of this. We've spoken about this before, and when we always talk about this, it sounds a bit kind of morbid already, but... How, he's, he's died. <laughs> how long How long do you think Brendan Rodgers is here for? Do you think he's here for long, long term? Well, we spoke about this on our pod. Um, and yeah, we, we actually got a question about this in our last oh, podcast, yeah. exactly that. And I, and I think, uh, you look at it and you think you'll do three years. And if I'm right and thinking that'll take us up to eight in a row, 
provided mm. he wins the league. Yeah. And then you're thinking, see, when you're sitting at eight, Aye. you're going to walk yeah. away for stick. He could stick his name on ten in a row and never do anything else in his career and go like, ah, I was a guy. You know what I mean? I was that yeah. guy. I just. And then also another thing that we said in our pod was before he joined us, he was getting linked with a Swansea job. Now, coming to Celtic as a player and performing well works wonders for your career, but it doesn't do the same when you're a manager. No, no. And I don't see him getting offered anything above the equivalent of Swansea, even if he does win 10 yeah. in a row. Yeah. I was listening to your pod when you said that, and the only it's thing very I much. Thought, um, <laughs> I listen to your pod too. Yeah. <laughs> friends. <laughs> Podcast friends. Speaking of which, how long is this going to be? Because there's a reason we only do 20 minutes. Not, <laughs> Melly's not many reasons, Melly's Many bedtime. reasons, not least because I piss like fuck. And, uh, Just we, walk away. Yeah, we, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get found out after 20, we basically turn into a pumpkin after 21 <laughs> minutes anyway, so we better watch what we're doing. I don't have the stamina for this. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but lost That's alright, I've just lost it. You were talking about uh, when I mentioned Brendan Rodgers. I, I see your point, but I think if Rodgers does something in Europe, so see if he gets a last 16 next season would be amazing, but see if he managed somehow to push into a quarterfinals or something like that, or he got to a UEFA Cup final or something, then maybe I think what, England what, might start taking yeah, that seriously. Yeah. And what we said as well is, say, for example, uh, you know, pick a club, Arsenal or whatever comes in for Brendan Rodgers. The only reason that would ever happen is because he's been exceptionally successful here. He's, he's done everything that's he, been expected of He needs of him. to do a Jose Mourinho at Porto. Aye, he's, I mean, winning a treble in Scotland's not going to... Mm. No, no, not these days, no. Plus... Uh, what does England really think of Brendan Rodgers? You know what I mean? What the, is what's he's he's not really held I, in that high regard as far as I'm aware of down there. I, I think he might end up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if after Celtic he went to Spain. I Aye. think because I think he, he, he speaks he speaks I think he speaks a number of languages to be yeah. fair to him. But I think he's quite open minded in that regard that he would like to learn. You know, Definitely. in different right. in different countries, but noise. it's just uh, <laughs> I, it's just whether you know. I hope that he stays for a while, um, but you know that kind of plays into the fact of bringing in players. You know, we might have got those you know three players that have really impacted us just now. now. You're not. It's unlikely you're going to get the same maybe caliber in January. So he's going to need summer windows. It's how many he feels that he wants what, to go through. What I like mean? is. You you guys mentioned it on the pod was it looks as if he's been given control of the club. You're the manager of Celtic Football Club. Let's yeah. do it your way. Well, John and Parks just left last week, so that's a big sign that he's got total control. What happens is when that happens in our podcast. We've got a nickname for Melly. We call him Point Killer Pete. Bang. <laughs> and what happens is when you're building up to a point and you've got it in the back of your head, you're saying, "This is what I'm going to go to." Melly just fucking two yeah, foot, two foot tackle. Cut out the bullshit and just get to the point. That's why Point Killer Pete. And what I'm saying is and. That was illustrated, I think, by the departure of Melly. Bang. John Park. <laughs> so Next but, time we've got Christian Wolf on your tier. <laughs> um, I try shutting that man down. <laughs> we uh, but in saying that, I think part of that would be you know, tra- train his own successor. You know, ask him just now. Is there anybody you think that we should bring into the club that you think is future managerial material? If, is that realistic? It could be. I mean, with a manager like Brendan Rodgers, he's probably as high as we can get, isn't he? It's, it's like another Martin O'Neill. We, we probably won't get a better manager, so just enjoy it. But it might depend on how much the board match him. I mean, if he's saying, I want Dembele, 
I want Toure, I want Sinclair. That's great, but he's going to want another three players but on big wages with the same calibre as them. So how much can we sustain that? I mean, if we don't get into the Champions League, that's going to be a big dent in our finances. Mm. And we've got, these guys are on 25, 30 grand each. I don't know if you saw that thing in the paper, it was a couple of weeks ago, about he's wanting, as a few Celtic managers have said, want to get a indoor pitch built at Lennox right. Town. Um, I'd be interested to see if that happens. You know, it was something that Ronnie Dyla spoke about. Clearly, yeah, didn't happen. Was it? He said when he came, he was disappointed. They've got half a pitch indoors, but I don't see the point in building half a pitch. He was. I he wants a full pitch, which is understandable. Aye, what, what is the point in having the, half a pitch? His first request to Celtic manager was more full size goals. That's uh, a wee bit of inside info there. Oh, when he got the train, when he got the tour of uh, Lennox Town, he was like, oh, "That's very good." How many sets of full size goals have you got? And I think they may have only had one or two. Really? And he went, "No, that's nah, that's not enough. Yeah, that's that's not enough to build up Gordon's ego. Maybe <laughs> stick him in small goals." <laughs> uh, aye, so you're talking about pass marks as well earlier during the München Gladbach game. Is there anyone else that you think would have got them? Just my point, logic, just for that ball. Oh yeah, that no. was an excellent ball. But apart from that, he barely got a, a yard of space the entire time. I think they'd obviously done their homework on that as well and identified that he probably is the link that of all the sort of attacking attacking moves that go through there. So he basically gets shut down the entire time. But that that ball was great. Yeah, I mean, past marks. I mean, I'd edge Sviatchenko into that, but a lot of a lot of their attacks came right into his position. But he did, he did do well on the ball when he, when he had it. I thought Sviachenko, apart from the first five, ten minutes, was dodgy, but I thought he grew into the game and he was a lot better than Colo. He, saved, he did save us with a few last-ditch tackles. I thought Scott Brown, again, was passing wasn't great, but he was all over the place, but he just didn't get any help from Beaton or Rogic. Mm. I mean, that ball through from Rogic was great, but if we had scored that right before half time it was daylight robbery I mean we didn't deserve ah, yeah. the shot never mind a goal so. can I just can I just be controversial for mm-hmm. one moment Spietchenko pass marks he, mm. he looked I get what you're saying about on the ball he maybe wasn't too bad at times but he did leave huge gaps for them to exploit but he was sort Caught in the headlights a wee bit. We were talking when we were picking our team before uh, on on uh, Monday's pod. I I thought he might have played Jozo to be honest. Um, I would have gone with that. I was quite surprised when Sviatchenko started. I think to be honest. he did mention that, but Toure and Jozo haven't partnered each other. Aye, they that's played true. Together. Aye. They've been swapping in and out basically. Yeah, so it's usually games. Toure that moves out. But I was thinking today, I don't think we've kept a clean sheet in a game that Colo Toure started. Uh, he is our best defender. And he plays in yeah. the bigger games, granted. But I think the only game we have was the Mother, Motherwell game, and he came on as a sub. But apart mm. from that, every game he started, we've conceded. He's a dud. That's yeah. what you <laughs> get him out. <laughs> um, pass marks, I can't really think of anybody else, to be honest. We got the old James Forrest, which was pretty disappointing. Aye, he was um, completely anonymous. And Roberts came on. I would give Roberts pass marks for what he had. I mean, yeah. he came on and... and yeah, he came on and looked more threatening than Forrest had in the previous 75 minutes. I think he's a far better player than James Forrest, if I'm honest. That's not to say that Forrest wasn't in on merit. He was, but I, I, let's not forget about Patrick Roberts. I think form-wise, Forrest is yeah. a better player right now, but yeah, Roberts has, has got that ability. His runs as well, he had a couple of dribbles towards the yeah, end. Yeah, one of them was uh, smashing. I lost, I lost the rag when he... Was it Lustig? He beats one, beats two... 
knocks the ball ahead himself to run on it and I think Lustig ends up <laughs> run on the ball and just wiped him right out I was like oh for fuck no I mean it's it's a bit simplistic sometimes getting pass marks but it's the easiest way to do it and no many players yesterday would, would get it and that's that's what frustrates me a wee bit and as much as I they were the better team but I kind of accept that if we played really well see if we lost that Man City game you'd be able to turn around and go aye well they're the better team aren't they we played really well but last night you're thinking there's players there that had a lot more to give mm-hmm. you know what I mean they had a lot more to give we just got steamrolled I mean we, we are a work in progress so like like the Man City game there was you could have gave everybody a a couple of nines we hit we in these games we need everybody on form and at the top of their form to have a chance and yeah. last night when we were struggling to give them the pass marks we don't have a chance if we don't have everybody at the top of our game do we so where we fall down a wee bit because in when we play in the spfl we make these mistakes it's just that they you get away fine. with them yeah. we're fine you get Whereas away with them we can't do that in europe when nobody we can get to the point where we get rid of them it's, it's what john collins said john collins a very smart man he said <laughs> <laughs> he, he said we don't get tested at home and he got slaughtered for saying it or it yeah. was words that effect but he was, he was right he was right and it's I mean you can make those mistakes at the SPFL and it, things like that don't happen to Colo Turi no. no I mean the closest I think the closest we've came this year to getting pressed that high probably Dundee the game after Man City where they pressed as high up the pitch and it was Dundee they didn't do it very well I mean not to the sophistication no. that they did last night but you know it at the same time, I suppose there is a lot to learn from that. You know, it's, it's a, it was a sore one to take, but I'm sure they were in today and watching that back, and he must have had so many notes to go over. Yeah, you know, which is a good thing. I think we. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant earlier on when I said ultimately I think going forward it's going to be a good thing because it was a it was a lesson. It was a very much part of the learning curve. But I, I mean, the Champions League looks. That was our best chance of getting any kind of decent yeah, point total that, at home. Dimension Gladbach. We all, when the group was announced, we thought, right, that looks like a nightmare. But if you can maybe try and get four points against Dimension Gladbach, we've got some sort of chance. But looking at it now, the only home game left is Barcelona. Is that right? So you're maybe looking at struggling to get anything else out of the before, group at all. Beat them before. This is true. Yeah, but um, it's going to be a real struggle to get anything else out of the group. Nah, we're going to get well lead. If we're, he was watching the game back You can just say to them that That's what we aspire to be like We want to be a team comfortable in the Champions League Comfortable on the ball I mean, I was I was in early last night And I watched them warming up and Some of the passing drills they were doing I mean, they were shooting practice They scored like eight in a row mm. I turned around and shot Armstrong Ballooning one over the bar And that, that's what annoys me I mean, it's not like they've embarked on any genetic programme To produce the the perfect footballer you know the Germans don't get involved in that sort of thing but they just <laughs> just picture Rocky Four. <laughs> no what I'm saying is there's things we can do to improve ourselves to get to get up to that level you know it's not necessarily just going out and buying yeah. the footballers we can improve our own fitness we can train harder we can perform better on the night and it's not just a case of saying I can the better team we lost I'll mm. draw a line under it and move on I mean we weren't good last year in Europe we were terrible so to go from here to there is, it's a big jump, but we haven't been a Champions League team for three seasons. 
And in that last season, Barca beat us 6-1. We, we didn't win a game either, did we? And then, so you're going back 2012 maybe, before we're, when we were last a good team, comfortable in the Champions League. It's going to take time to get back to that level. Mm. This season we'll learn. Next season will hopefully be better. Then the third season we can make a real go of it. And I know this is pretty optimistic, but I mean, after, after being kind of so schooled if you like by them last night it did actually take two mistakes by us yeah for their two goals you know what I mean I mean we could have we could have potentially have came away with a draw at home after a performance so we really wouldn't have deserved it yeah but I think the way that the way that game had gone up until that point I think if we hadn't have gifted them two goals I think there's a fair chance they would have found some way to score yeah eventually but you never know I mean we could we could easily have got a draw out of it if that hadn't happened but it just shows you like that Colo Touri is as experienced a player as Celtic are ever likely to have by far in the squad and pro- possibly ever going forward uh, and he's still capable of making making mistakes like that so it just shows you shit happens really on nights What do we think of the Colo Touri FE co- uh, comparisons that <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're racist frankly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bit it's a bit mental when you consider some of the the tackles that he made the, or the, the, oh, the kind of interceptions he had in the I must have missed this I've barely been on so is that the, is that the chat today is it that uh, there's similarities in some quarters in some quarters that if if Ambrose made those mistakes then he would be getting slaughtered is that the sort of thing that we're coming out with nah, or just he's had an FA oh he's had an FA he's done an FA on us well he did to be fair but he, I the, heard the problem a, is it's called having an FA not <laughs> having, called having a colo isn't it? Yeah, you know, it. the guy invented it he came out after the game he, I didn't hear the actual interview but I think it was BBC Aye, Sports Sound said he took full responsibility said it was my fault I was trying to be play it, play it out and it did, didn't work he took full responsibility for both goals and fair enough if the guy's held his hands up he's not put a foot wrong since he got here these yeah. things happen it's just unfortunate yeah I, I think he was he was to blame for both goals but as we've said we were lucky to go in oh very afternoon. much so um, so to suggest that you know the rest of the team performed and it was just too late but interesting to see you know how obviously Brendan Rodgers came in but obviously brought in some players, but he's had to kind of the whole style. He's he's tried to give us a style and have that kind of passing uh, and high pressing team and stuff like that. But I wonder, you know, we've came a long way in a short space of time. But I wonder how long it would take to get to that level, to get from where we are just now. When when like how we played against Man City and the way we pressed as a team against them, how how long would it take us and could the players that we have get to the point when Bruce and Schlagbecker? Because it can't just all be down to buying better players. That's exactly what I was just saying. It's not yeah. just down to yeah buying, but that we can it's coaching. Go it's yeah. coaching. And it certainly helps. Let's face it. I mean, being able to attract a certain level of players certainly does help. But yeah, I see your point. It's not. It's not everything. There are things that we could certainly do within what we've got. But I don't think there's a. My point is. So footballers, you know, there's not that much difference. I don't think the likes of Scott Sinclair and what they had. You know, Scott Sinclair's a good player. You know, obviously there's a step up again where you get to like what Man City and Barcelona yeah. operate at. I think to get to that level, though, we just have to not have any Scottish footballers in our team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I, you're laughing. I'm serious. I, I, I just, I don't think. There are a handful yeah. in the Scotland team that would be a pretty decent signings for Celtic. Uh, not, not that we would get. Yeah, well, uh, the not ones that, we but can I just afford. think <laughs> uh, the ones we can afford, we can afford them for a reason. And y- y- you're much better shopping in, in different markets. 
Yeah, it depends how good the how good the player is. I suppose you know. What I mean, we want good good quality players. For me, it doesn't. I mean, it wouldn't matter where they came from if they're turned out to be in the next couple of years a brilliant player in Scotland. Oh no, I agree. Get, I'm just saying, looking at the landscape as it right stands now, just I, now, I, could we get to that level in three years by signing anyone from the SPFL? You know what I mean? We tried it and we failed with Armstrong. I think with what you're saying about Rogers and coaching, I think when he first came, they were saying he likes a project, he likes to work with the players he's got and make them better, mm. which is what we want. But you need to have that bit of ability to work with. Yeah. But the problem is we've got three good players and say we get another three next year. We've got that thing where if Dembele gets bought, we need to replace him. So you're, you're constantly in a cycle of replacing and Usually when you sell a guy for 15 million, you don't get a guy in as good as him. So it's hard for... Te- that's why we're in the fourth seeds. That's why fourth seeds are fourth seeds, third seeds are third seeds. One of Ronnie's big things during his term was that he, he was wanting to build a team based on young Scottish players. And yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a nice sort of romantic idea, but I just don't think it's practical because I can't think of the last... The last team to have made any kind of impact in Europe whatsoever that was based on around Scottish players, apart from you know one or two here. I mean, we're talking about Leeds and Liverpool in the seventies and stuff like that. They were, they were full of Scottish players, so I don't know where Ronnie Dyla thought they were going to come from to, yeah. to take us to that ne- next level. I, mean, I think we we all agree that it's brilliant to see somebody like Cairn Tierney oh, playing, yeah, playing for us that's every week. Exactly what you want. Play, uh, yeah, that's that is what we want. Players coming through from our own academy and playing right. for us, but. You know, if the quality's not there, then we're not unique in that. Every every club every, wants know, that. Yeah, every club all over Europe wants their own players coming through. Your their own local heroes and all that. But it's just culturally and whatever else. It just it doesn't really suit the Scottish game to to base around entirely Scottish players. I don't think that's ever going to work. With Tierney as well, it looks like he's maybe a one-off. I mean, I can't remember a player coming through our ranks or many teams ranks in fact that's so consistent and just seems to get better at something every single week I mean we've had McGeady and Maloney possibly but we've never had a player that's came through our youth that we've let go and you thought maybe we shouldn't have let him go there's never been MD like that it's rare that there's a player that you just think we should have kept I mean, we don't really bring through a lot yeah. of players and I don't really know if that's Celtic's fault because nobody seems to bring it. Last night's going to be good for him as well because it was it was a tough game for everyone, but especially down that side. They attacked just constantly down that left-hand side and the Man City game, well, he had a great game. It was also a pretty tough night for him up against Raheem Sterling, so he's getting better and better in these games and last night's going to be another another thing he's going to test him. And Rogers was saying that he's going to give him a bit of a break as well. He said right, that yeah. ah, he's going to try and protect him a wee bit and, you know, because obviously he's still young, so we yeah, could see Izzy back in the yeah. team soon, you know. He has come on so much. I mean, last season, remember, in games he was getting subbed at the 70th minute mark, he's still over, he has his bottle of water, his bottle of energy juice and one of those wee energy liquids, I think. He's Aye. always got that over his side, so... He's brought that into his game as well, as long as we have everything else. And we've got Izagiri. We don't need Tierney in every SPL game, do we? Yeah. yeah or SPFL I know. game. Give him a I know you don't like that. Gal's <laughs> <laughs> not here. It's all right. I'll get away with it. Um, so we'll take a wee musical interludes and then come back to talk about there's a game this weekend, maybe? Apparently. Okay. Just whatever you do, don't say old firm. <laughs> <laughs> we could call it the new firm because. Oh. Mm. 
the Glasgow Derby. Glasgow, but that, see for me, the Glasgow Derby doesn't. Uh, uh, we discussed this. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting your musical. That's all right. Is it all right to go on? Edit and magic. Uh, uh, right, okay. <laughs> it's just going to be playing over you. <laughs> just uh, switch me off. No, I, I, listen, how do you feel about the, the term old firm? Let's get it out in the open. I can't be bothered checking ourselves every time Aye. someone it's says bra- it. It's, it's, it's a brand name, isn't it? It's ah. like, that's what we've got. It's the old firm. I mean. Well, if we were, you were talking about attracting people, if we can claim to have the biggest game in the world and it's the biggest derby, then that's good. But to be fair, they are deed. Aye, so they did. They did fucking die. So yeah. it'd help if we didn't bring out DVDs every time we beat them. <laughs> just come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Damn, a hard day's rocking. Better slip off my shoes.
We've got a game, a Glasgow derby, you might call it, coming up at the weekend. Shelley wouldn't catch me calling it the old firm. Nope. Uh, Except when the microphones are off and we all agree that it's definitely the old firm. <laughs> Wallowing in the old firm, that was what's happening. Uh, start us off, anybody, what are we thinking? Uh, do you want to start talking about the 5-1 game? To well, we us pumped up? them last time. Yeah, so I know. So it stands to reason we're going to pump them again. I was very, very, very confident going into that game. Um, I even predicted 5-1. Stuck a wee bit on it. Um, What'd you get back? Uh, I didn't put too much on it, so I only got a hundred pound. No, that's not. So but still, is that two quid? Was uh, it fifty uh, one or something? Uh, aye, something. Yeah. Run about that. Aye. So whatever I had, you bet a hundred quid. It was four one when you put the bet on. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Um, but I know I'm not quite the same. I don't quite have the same feeling this time no. around. To be honest with you, Jake, um, that's. Because of Rangers or like me because it's a Hamden uh, oh, aye, absolutely yep. Hamden semi-final and we are just off the back of a, a grueling midweek game it's, it's going to be a lot tougher than it was last time plus there was a sort of we owed them one last time like like you say everybody oh, was confident time, right? going in that yeah. game everyone just expected we were going to turn up and there's often quite something to that in an old firm game you know mm. the team you expect to win they say the form book goes out the window I kind of think it's the opposite. Like, the team you expect to win an old firm game tends to win the old firm game. Yeah. You know, and, and from what I can remember. What about a Glasgow derby? Who tends to win a Glasgow derby? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm never particularly confident going into these games. And again, apologies, I might I might That's... drop an OF uh, every so often, but I Glasgow gonna, derby. You're going to beep those out, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm never particularly confident but that's just me it's, it's always been the case even back in the Martin O'Neill era where we used to pump them left and right every single time I would still go into the thing dreading it and these days it's not really much different but I was confident going into the last one for the first time in years this one is a wee bit different I don't expect to go out and win 5-1 again because of Hamden because they've probably potentially get their shit together a wee bit since then Aye. you know they'll get rid of Barton and they've maybe tightened up a few things up a wee bit so they've kind of went back to basics yeah. I've, I've sort of made a, a point this year of watching less English football and more Scottish football just because uh, fucking saturation a wee bit I'm I'm, I'll get yeah, a bit yeah. sick at the Euros it was like too much football so I was like I'm just going to try and enjoy and watch Scottish football and I've watched a couple of Rangers games and it is fair to say that what made them successful last season he completely sacrificed in the name of big, big names, names, big names. And they went back to basics now and there's boys in Rangers shirts that want to win Rangers games, which I don't think they had last time. Um, so I think it'll be tougher and it'll be closer, definitely. I think I think uh, they'll... I don't think he'll play the way he played the first game. No. I think they'll be a lot more cautious this time around. They have to be. His bum stretch, they'll be... Ah. Sorry, <laughs> is that is that a, is that an exclusive? <laughs> they will change the way they play, but I'm not sure. I mean, he, he said well, he plan say A, plan B is to make plan mm. A better, like yeah. the blessed Ronnie behind but me said. Is, eh? But uh, I'm not sure if they will. I think he's a bit stubborn as well. He thinks my team play this way, and I hope they do because if they do, it's brilliant for us. Yeah. I, I think he, he can't have another 5 1. He can't get scalped again. No. So I think he's got to be a bit more cautious. I think if, especially, I know it sounds daft, but Hampton's a big, big pitch. And if we've got the likes of Sinclair, Forrest, uh, Dembele, they'll eat that up. 
they'll that play into our hands. That, that you know, the amount of space that they could afford us, especially if they've got the likes of Wallace and Tavenier bombing up the wings and not really going anywhere. Um, but it's I, I don't expect them to sit in. But yeah, it's um, not in, it's not in their nature. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be allowed. No, they wouldn't get away with it. It's it, I don't like Camden. To, to be perfectly honest, and it's a bit of a it's a bit of a jinx for us. But putting all that aside, we're miles ahead of them. We were a couple of weeks ago. If anything, we've probably improved. You know, if that wasn't Rangers, if that was Kilmarnock or Inverness, just because they're wearing the Rangers strip, you think they're going to pose more of a problem than they actually are. But in reality, they're, they're not a very good team. They're not a good team. Um, we are a good team. We've got players in there that can damage them and Dembele. Uh, we're in the I don't know if you appreciate this I made this but you know just, just to make you aware we're in the presence of greatness when we said Dembele he's far <laughs> too good for the likes oh, of us he's I a phenomenal player phenomenal I think he'll break the record for, for the, 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 the I, I made I made this sort of flippant comment on our pod a couple of weeks ago that you know if he stays at Celtic he'll be the best ever you can just you can just tell you know I know I know I know it's a bold statement but you are high was in these biscuits <laughs> <laughs> no I just I know I'm, I'm, I like a bold statement I've already been pulled Jesus up from Christ. a Zidane but it's, it's weekly bold statements for you you've sort of You've lost the. You're calling me the the Piers Morgan yeah. of, of, of <laughs> the Celtic. You've sort of that's uh, a yeah. <laughs> on our podcast. You've sort of lost the distinction between man of the match and player of the year. It's sort of like who? Sorry, no. I, I, Scott Sinclair was player of the year, and he has he's been my pick since. Yeah, it was, it was Scott Brown last week. Oh well, Scott Brown. Aye. <laughs> he's a Scott Brown fan over there. Love Scott Brown. Love the Brown. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the real pod. Aye, <laughs> uh, but Dembele, he's fantastic. Best ever, though. Best ever. Uh, no, not just now, but I'm just saying he's got all the attributes there. To, given that we've got him so young, given how good he is so early in his career, and again, he's just another player. You watch him, and he looks as if he's in a different movie. Not only from the people we're playing against, but from the rest of the team. He just throws it, barely breaks sweat. He's got three goals against Rangers last time, and his shirt wasn't he dirty. You know, he just he, he's he's so powerful. I mean, the, the way he can hold people off for like he's what twenty. Aye. You know what I mean? It's that's that's quite something. But I, we were speaking about this uh, before as well. To a certain extent, I feel bad for Griffiths. I mean, the guy scores you forty goals last season, and he kind of gets sniff. Plus, he's got that fucking hair. I know. Have you seen that? It's he's paid bad. for that. He paid for I know. that. <laughs> The problem with Griffiths is he's, he's not done anything wrong. He just get injured, and he hasn't won his place yeah. back. It's not it's not Too anything short. on Griffiths that he's not playing. It's just because this guy's was it thirteen goals in fifteen games, Steve. So it's it's not as if yeah. you can say you were dropped, you were injured, and you just haven't got your place if, back. Uh, if, it, if Dembele goes a couple of games and doesn't score, fair enough, switch it up. But you can't just. Well, that, you know, that's fair. We talked about this at the start of the season. Who do you play? Because we're hearing about Dembele, and you know, he looks fantastic. But you have to you have to start with Griffiths because he scored you forty goals. However, he gets injured, that uh, gives Dembele a chance. That's fair. That's fair. The thing with Dembele as well, we're talking about how how good he can possibly be for Celtic. The likelihood is we're never going to see that. We're never going to get a Larson who spends his entire peak of his career at no. Celtic for seven years. That just doesn't happen anymore. Which allows me to make ridiculous yeah. statements <laughs> like that. Because it won't happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like when he leaves for Swansea in 18 months, you can say he could have been the best. Yeah, exactly, aye. But I, strong likelihood is we're going to get two seasons out of the guy at, at best and he'll, he'll go on somewhere else. So we, we, 
we're never going to really see that ever again, really. It's, well, maybe not ever again, but not in the... Yeah, that was a yeah, once in a generation. Yeah, awesome. And that even took just great luck. Aye. Oh, aye. 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 We won the football lottery when we signed Henry Glasson. Oh, aye. Um, Dembele, there was something else I was going to say about him and I've forgotten, so we'll move on to something else because <laughs> it's completely went blank. Until you remember it. Aye. He's no, we'll just, what we'll do is we'll just yeah, sit yeah. here and look at you until you remember what it was <laughs> we were going to talk about. Uh, do you think, we'll just let Brendan know, do you think two seasons, do you think three seasons? We'll be lucky to get two seasons. I mean, there's already rumours that there's teams in from in January, which... It's just papers, obviously, but he will go. It's inevitable, but just enjoy him while we can because he looks great. But the only thing with him is he's still not scored away from Parkhead, so maybe this weekend's a chance for him. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, though, that people are talking about, it's, you know, it's hard on Griffiths, but really, if we're playing one up front, we should have two great strikers. Oh, it's right. a million miles from last season when it was Griffiths and please don't get injured every yep. week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think I think you're right. I think to a certain extent it might be. I think he might be tied in with Brendan Rodgers, and I know that I know it maybe sounds bad, but to a certain extent, his agent, I would imagine, although the guy obviously showed, you know, it was a good decision to come to Celtic somewhere where it was high profile enough that he, could, and he was going to play every week. Fair enough, but at the same time, if he wants to get his move. When a manager leaves, it's kind of the ideal situation to do it because you get a bit of leverage, yeah. don't you? Yeah, that's true. Strikers are a tricky one at Celtic as well. I don't think they're as appealing to English and European clubs as players in other positions we've had because, you know, a, a centre-half like Virgil van Dijk or a midfielder like Wanyama really stands out. But I think strikers in like, the Premiership are sort of 10 a penny. There's an awful lot of them. And you look at Gary Hooper when he went down there. Aye. You know, he's, he's, he went from being 30 goals a season with us to five goals a season elsewhere. I, j- I don't know if there's as much demand for a centre-forward. I think what we'll call Dembele good steed though as he's been in England and he's yeah. played well for a young striker, you know, when he and got he's doing chance. it for the internationals, he's doing it for the France under-21 squad as yeah. well. And he'll be doing it at Champions League next season, hat-tricks against Barca and all that. Yeah, but the likes of Gary Hooper shows you, though. I mean, there's very few players that leave Celtic and go on to better things. Um, And especially, as you say, strikers, you know. Gary Hooper, he's, what, at Sheffield Wednesday? There's a rake at them down at Sheffield Wednesday, ex-Celtic players. But I think, you know, we we touched on John Park earlier on, and I've been quite critical of... I don't really know who's responsible and how the, the talent identification and player recruitment worked at Celtic up until Brendan Rodgers comes because I'm pretty sure now Brendan Rodgers sees a player he likes and goes and gets him type thing. But, you know, our record at identifying players was really, really poor for a long time. You know, if you think about everything, can, it's, it's almost everything can rhyme off that run of strikers. We just consistently brought in strikers and nobody seemed to, to do it. Do you know, and, and it's it's quite stark that over the course how many players we've brought in and churned and nobody's been quite as good as Dembele, who we, we just identified someone that was already good. You know, and yeah. there's a sort of rule of thumb that I tend to think that for a striker to do it at Celtic, he has to have done it elsewhere at a similar level. Very rarely, rarely do we find someone that's not done it and turn them into a great striker. Yeah. You know, we always get, like the Gary Hooper, he done it, we brought him up, he done some more. Lee Griffiths done it, we brought him in, he done some more. Dembele done it, he done some more. But there's other guys who haven't done it, like the Banguras and the Baldies. 
and they just never seem to get. Yeah, that's been the problem. I mean, look how many two three billion pound strikers we've got. We've bought this guy in for two hundred and fifty thousand pound, and he's the best one we've had in years. There's players out there that you can get. I mean, it's all about recruitment and finding them. Yeah. I think the problem was we didn't want to spend the wages. And now we've brought in three really good players and look at the difference it's made. We've made the money back tenfold just getting into the Champions League. Well, the Dembele fee thing's a tricky one because he's not a £250,000 player. That was just a, one of these legal things that we've managed to take advantage of. He was, six to, all, million yeah, in to all intents and purposes, a £6 million player that we've somehow managed to... Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. exactly it, yeah. But it's the same with Colo Touré. I mean, there was guys like Colo Touré we could have got, but we didn't because we didn't want to break the wage packet. I mean, Scott Sinclair, we pushed the ball out for him and... He's player of the year already, according to you. I mean, he's, he makes such a difference to the team. So and if we just had to push the boat out a wee bit instead yeah. of bringing in four £2 million players, we wouldn't be in this mess we and were last season. The other thing is, what, five players he signed and every player came from England. Yeah, it's so, exactly so same that's, as Martin that's the market. That, and on one hand, you know, you might possibly see that as a bad thing because... Surely we've got scouts all over the world and we're just p- picking, basically, I think he's more or less identified the players and said, no, this is what I want. But at the same time, the, the way that the teams down there buy up, hoover up talent and then don't use it, there's a oh, massive yeah, pool of players there waiting to be picked People up. People say that about the English market, that it's overinflated and there's, there's no value there. And that's half right. You know, It is overinflated, but... Some of our best signings in the last 10 years or so have all been from England. You look at Griffiths and Commons, Ledley, Hooper, Foster, all these guys came from sort of lower league England or, or thereabouts. So there, there, are, there are bits and pieces they've had. I think it's still an achievement, though, considering especially this season the TV money's doubled. Um, so they're all stupidly rich and we've managed to get players in and not overpaid from England. I think a lot of players are going to be left behind by the fact that England have got a lot of money now. You know, players. I think that I think that'll work to Celtic's benefit. In as much as look at Gary Hooper, is an English Premier League club going to even bother coming in for a Gary Hooper at Celtic any longer, or would they rather just go and spend some more of this money on someone else? And mm. if they do come for Gary Hooper, then we can ask for more money. You know, they, they would be, they'd be. I like. I'd like to think now in a similar situation. At this time, clubs would be shopping above Gary Hooper and we'd maybe benefit from that. I think you're right. I mean, when you look, there was a thing on Sky Sports today, I tweeted it out about how Virgil van Dijk, they were talking about he could play for Barcelona, Real Madrid. He's statistically the best defender in the Premier League last year. I mean, we sold him after he played two seasons in Europa League for £15 So I don't think that the Champions League is a big thing for them anymore. If they're buying players, it's a premium now, and I think we will smash the record soon if we do sell Dembele or the likes Tierney. But uh, to a certain extent, it is a respect thing as well. I mean, how many times have we seen players who, you know, if they were going from English club to English club, they'd be going for a hell of a lot of money, but they look at him and say, oh, well, he's at Celtic, he's in Scotland, we can just offer them a couple of pounds and and bring him down. It is disrespectful to a certain extent. But hopefully the the Van Dykes and the Wanyamas are starting to build that, you know, what we buy the quality from Celtic, it is quality. I think Celtic are in quite a unique position. I know we've sort of drifted away from it, but 
I know, I know. I, I just, we'll I don't. There. I know. Sorry, sorry. Um, I just don't know if there's many clubs in the position of Celtic to offer what Celtic can. So close to England, Champions League football, high profile. You know, we seem like the natural step up to a Premier League club more than a Championship club would be. I yeah. think Premier League clubs pay more attention to what's going on at Celtic and the Champions League and the Europa League than they do to what's happening in the Championship, for example. But that's also because we got Brendan Rodgers. So I mean, I don't. I think if Brendan Rodgers isn't there, you know, if we still get Ronnie Dyler, yes, you might have the Champions League and all that. But he has Brendan Rodgers has kind of raised our profile. Oh, oh, and, yeah, and undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, with Brendan Rodgers, you say he's taking us on our level. We wouldn't have got Toure, prop. We wouldn't have got Sinclair and possibly Dembele. So push the boat out. Get in a guy that's got a reputation and. Everything else falls into place. Yeah. The players instantly respect them. Look at the performances we're getting from Brown, Forrest. We weren't getting that last year. Yeah. The players we can attract. I mean, what you're saying about him bringing in players from England, that's smart because that's guys he knows, guys he trusts and Sinclair, and he knows what he's going to get out of them. Then next year he can maybe go a bit further field once I think he's going to bring in his own scouts, change the whole scouting department. But what you're saying about selling players to England it works the other way for guys like Sinclair that it's just careers going down at Aston Villa the players can look at him now at the same age bracket playing in England not getting a game and go I could go to Celtic and carve out a great career play at the top of my game in a top class competition and win things yeah I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him you know if he, if he, if he starts to think do you know what I'm back where I used to be I could you know because the interest will come yeah well but again He's not as young as, uh, as no, some of the other no. players, but we'll still get money for him if we do sell him. Gamboa was a peculiar one to me. Uh, it, it doesn't really seem to fit Brendan Rodgers. Mo- it doesn't strike me as a player that Brendan Rodgers necessarily went, he's the man for me. You know, is he, I mean, from what you've seen already, is he leaps and bounds or look anything better than what we had? Not at all, but he's got pace. And is it a case of he might not be better than Lustig, but we need somebody who else th- play right back I think if I think if Yanko had done better because Yanko's got pace to burn as well he's, he's probably as fast as him but he saw him and went oh no I'm not having that so I don't know I, I think he maybe needed something and he's went out and got whether Gamboa actually takes over from Lustig I don't know well, my only Time will tell. the red flag for me with Gamboa and I, I said it on our podcast a, a few weeks ago would be that he didn't play at all under uh, was his face Tony Pulis and while Tony Pulis may not be the greatest manager in the world what he can probably do is spot a defender when he sees one and I don't think I think he's probably taking a look at Gamboa and realised he can he really defend is what I would get from is the impression I would get from that but but he, still, he was alright last weekend he was alright against Motherwell he did, did okay uh, so I'm, I don't really see him bothering do you, think he'll play against, do you think he'll play against Rangers? no I think we could afford to play him against Rangers. Oh, bold. Look at you. <laughs> With Gambo, I mean, maybe he's not the guy he wants. I still think we could do a better right back, but Lustig's out of contract at the end of the season and I wouldn't say Lustig's Brendan Rodgers type of player, would you? He doesn't, he doesn't have enough I, I mobility. I won't a single bad word said about Michael Lustig. I'm sorry. We're all big fans of him, but... It's just his pace that worries me. 
Like it's not, just as pay. It's not going to last the right back for much longer. But those nope. dreamy, dreamy eyes. Gamboa didn't cost us a lot of money. What was it? 400,000 reportedly. So it's not as if it's a big outlay. And he's probably the more kind of fullback Rogers wants, bombing forward. I don't think his first thought was a defender. It's more the offensive side he'd be looking at. Um, we go to Twitter. Oh, I, I think we've got, we've got to talk about this, haven't we? Because you guys aren't massive for Twitter handles. Okay. So you just read out the names, don't you? No, I we don't read it. It's Loads. madness. Because people Can assess are, them as that. Well, because people's Twitter handles are, f- are shite, frankly. Well, I'm from, I'm from, from at James Von Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the time I can't read them. Anyway. I know it's too difficult. So, um, right, uh, George Corbett asks, would you freshen things up on Sunday? Um, Griffiths, Jozo, or Roberts into the starting eleven. But I suppose we could put in Gamboa into that as well. Mm, Jozo for me, maybe I wouldn't drop Forrest. I think that'd be cruel. I'd, I'd bring in Roberts for Forrest I think he's got something to prove I wouldn't maybe Gamboa but I wouldn't be too fussed on that the only thing with Colo was limping about if we hadn't had enough sub he probably would have got subbed off last night after he gave away that goal I don't know if he was just feigning it because he made a cunt to it but <laughs> Matthew, oh, Matthew wow, we bring <laughs> Roberts in and he's phenomenal but his form hasn't been fantastic recently the stinker last year against uh, Rangers if he has another one are you damaging him a wee bit mm, it's a possibility but with their two fullbacks bombing on I mean they're shite they, uh, they're awful as well uh, and they bomb on so we could get him behind but you don't know if maybe Forrest will just be as good as that or we can bring one of them on for the other and terrorise them so I think with Forrest you can get away with a lot more in Scotland against fullbacks, the likes of which Rangers have, than you can against good teams in Europe. I think his t- sort of standard tactic of trying to outrun fullbacks works an awful lot better in Scotland. So I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too concerned if Forrest keeps his place and bring Roberts on to take the piss out of them later on. To be honest, it's four days away. Wednesday to Sunday, so I'd rather play the full team this weekend and maybe sacrifice the Ross County game during the week and then we've got Aberdeen on the Saturday then glad back away so maybe that Ross yeah. County game is the one you sacrifice and change it up a lot because there's no point changing it up this weekend and then getting beat and playing your team against Ross yeah. County I think I think I'd rather see Roberts come on after about 60 65 I, minutes than I would Forrest to be honest with agree. you um, and Forrest the informed player Um Keith Jinty Hard G, who's a cynic, um, was struggling for Twitter questions, so I'm going here. Um, <laughs> he says, "Is our delivery from set pieces good enough? Who would you have on delivery duties? Um, something that we've spoke about very predictable recently. They've certainly improved since Tony Stokes stopped trying to shoot for corners. I don't know yes. if anyone else picked <laughs> up on that, but that's what he was doing. But no, we we don't seem to do an awful given." Given the height we've got in the team, we don't seem to do an awful lot. The delivery's better now that we've got the likes of Sinclair taking corners than Armstrong. You know what Armstrong taking corners? He just used to swing them to the, the is, other side of the box. Has anybody noticed their career stall so dramatically as Stuart Armstrong's has recently? I was excited when we signed him, <laughs> yeah, but he's just sort of came to a shuddering halt at Celtic. You know, he's not improved at It's all. not so much a halt as a... It's a just a full force reverse. <laughs> it's like air, airbags deployed. <laughs> it's not even that. Either. It's just it's a never-ending roller coaster Aye. with Stuart Armstrong rather than a halt because he comes in and looks great sometimes, and then he'll maybe start never the next game. Inter. Never no, yeah, well, there was Inter. He was 
brilliant when he came on against Rangers in that game and he, I thought he was excellent and the it was pretty much a, a dead rubber by that point but the last game of last season the Motherwell 7-0 where he scored in it as well I thought he was, he was great in that so I, I, I was back up with him at that point and then I actually just hate, never, him for that. I hate him for the Rangers game he never seems to grab it when he starts but he, he kind of makes an impact off the bench because I had a Dembele first goal scorer 4-1 and a Rangers red card that was my that was my coup and then Stuart Armstrong came on and fucked me Armstrong Armstrong for me is still I think held back by the fact I I don't think anybody knows what his position is no he he gets shunned out to the left under Ronnie he's been brought back in he looked his best when he came on against Rangers and he was in the number 10 but then Roderick's going to play in there because Tam is amazing Um, yes 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 his feet are Uh. just insane but I don't know. I think it would be better. It would be better if he could, you know, if if Brendan Rodgers says no, this is your position. Even Work if it is making no- this position, yeah, Even if it is number ten, he knows where he stands, and yeah, as you say, he fights for it. It's hard to identify strengths with Armstrong, though. It just he comes on hair. and has a lovely sort of, hair. Yeah, he's a, he has oh. delightful hair, but he seems to do just a sort of general okay job when he plays. It's never really you can't really identify what it is he excels at. So you're saying he's 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 the new Charlie Mulgrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for that. Why not? Closer to Ledley. Yeah, solid seven and eight. No, no. For that long time. Mm, no, no, I don't think he deserves that. I don't think he deserves Ledley. Ledley, Ledley was Ledley done things that were unnoticed. He, he was kind of he didn't have to do it in flashy, but he was still doing a job. I think Armstrong isn't that type of player. He's not. He's not similar in where he plays. He is more. He is better going forward. So you need to produce, you need to do yeah, something. Within the number 10, you need to be able to create, and he doesn't do that. He's got the work rate, but he's not got that magic. He's not going to hit one from 40 yards like Rodgic. He's not going to put that ball through that Rodgic's done the other night. He's just it's a bit similar with McGregor as well. I mean, he's just there. He doesn't really contribute a lot. It works hard, but you can get another player that works hard that's the got Motherwell, attributes that will help. When Armstrong started the Motherwell game last week, I thought, I thought he did okay, but... I th- during the game, I thought we met, well missed is the wrong word because no one really was missing in the in the Motherwell game. It was piss easy, so missed is the wrong word. But I thought the attack could have been doing with Rogic's input because the link just wasn't there. The the same sort of the touches, the close control, and all that. Armstrong just doesn't quite provide. He has his own. He offers his own sort of side of it, but he's not quite not quite the same as Rogic. I think the problem with him is as well. Rogers came out and said recently, we think number 10 is his best position. But with a guy like that, you're probably going to need... When Petrov said, I get told I was playing 10 games in a row and it helped my game so much, but we can't afford to be doing that at Celtic, can you? Uh, you can't yeah. afford to give a guy well, that's, that's 10 a games. That's season. You can't, you can't give a guy a 10 uh, games in a row if he's playing pitch in the first three. Exactly. Thinking about Rogic, we talk about him quite a lot. Um, he's obviously an incredible player. Stamina has been an issue for him, although domestically he's looking better. Do you guys think he's got another couple of levels he can go up? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Well, how, when is that going to come, though, the stamina? I mean, he's, he's a professional athlete and what should be his, his athletic peak. I don't know how you, you coach that. I don't know how you teach someone to, be, to, to have that extra half an hour worth of stamina. It's probably... He, he strolls it in Scotland he's got through the 90 minutes in Scotland whereas he stepped up to the Champions League this year 
once he's used to the pace of those games, he can maybe no de- develop his game. He should he should have it after this season. If he doesn't, there's something wrong with him because stamina can be taught. No, you no, can teach no yourself. There's no excuse. I mean, players come back from injury, severe injuries. Henrik Larson's leg nearly fucking fell off, and the guy came back after a, a year or so out and eventually got to play ninety minutes. You know, Tom Rogic. I mean, I like the guy, and I'm I'm being a bit blunt, a bit tabloid, a bit harsh, but. Unless the guy's got asthma or some illness, there has to be, he has to do more to get himself up to that level. The responsibility, I think. Well, to uh, be fair, last season was his first full season he played with us and he's came on from last season, lasting the 90 minutes. This season, he's got a full pre-season under his belt. He's playing most games and he's getting champions. The boy, the boy wants to be a professional footballer and he can't play a full game of football. I mean, it sounds harsh, but at the end of the day, you know, you, uh, you do wonder why. Aye, you know, you I mean, do wonder why that is. But I, I, I still think I think this. I hope that Sunday is the the day when it happens. But I'm still waiting for him to absolutely dominate and and the on one of the big big occasions. You know, he's done it in flashes, but he could because I, I mean, surely he'll start. But he really needs to really shows that no this is what I'm all about I mean you saw it with one pass but you can't he has to do it more than just once you know what I mean I agree I think that's it I mean you're just wanting to see a big stage him just pick the ball up and dominate from start to finish but with the European game you're already thinking right we need to change Rogic at some point you can't have that every season because we need to be able to be flexible we can't be Counting on taking Rogic off because then, like, Toure was injured last night and wanted to come off. Couldn't take him off because he'd already used all the subs. Yeah. So it hinders us. But at the same time, if he could last the whole game, would they be at Celtic? Would they not be at a better team? So if we've got guys like this, there's a reason for it. No, I don't yeah. think, I mean, I don't want to start a full blown argument here amongst the 20 minute <laughs> but I, I don't think the reason we've got a player of Tom Rogic's calibre is because he's unable to play a full game of football. I do think he's a good player. He needs to add that to his game, but at the same time, it's not like he's it's not like he's an accountant or a doctor and he's got other things to do. He's a full time professional athlete. You know what I mean? The guy yeah. needs to be up to scratch. No, I mean if if he could play ninety minutes and dominate and we know how good he is, teams would be looking at him. We've already had Arsenal apparently looking at him. If he was if he had that to his game, he would be near complete at the age he is so yeah. teams would be looking at him maybe that's a reason we still have him I think he will go on to be the player that you want him to be and I want him to be I think he just needs this season and then it, the sky's the limit for the boy absolutely um, Chris Dolan um, do you think we should try dropping Beaton for Griffiths and going four four two in some games no not for me I mean four four two. can you name many teams that play it Stoke uh, Watford Leicester, Athletic yeah. Madrid, they all sit and count and attack. We don't. We need to dominate games. <clears throat> and you can't do that with two players in midfield, I don't Half think. of that's definitely right. I think you do drop beat on, but not, not necessarily 4-4-2. I don't, th- I don't think the most important thing when considering a formation is who else plays it. I think you just pick something that suits your players. And you are still right. I don't think it suits ours, but I, I, I would be, drop beat on it. To be perfectly honest, I wouldn't have beat on in again after last night. I don't mean no. Scott's death. We done Never this done last season, but again, after but the semi final, we wouldn't have him in again. He's in because he's I mean, the I'm best player the we've got there. I suppose he is, but I mean, not. I don't think you need him in domestically, and I think that 
the Champions League is going to, as I said earlier on, sort of take care of itself now. I think we're going to struggle to get anything from it. And he didn't, he didn't contribute anything last night, so why not? Why not yeah. just drop him? The, the other issue is we, if you expect our standard formation to be uh, two up front, we've got two strikers. It just doesn't work. Nadia? My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget? Yes. Um, but I... No, we, it, it doesn't make any sense. I think the other the other thing is obviously trying to get Griffiths into the team. And do you go... Do you, you know, do you try and get Griffiths and Dembele up and try and fall them into some sort of partnership? Because then you would have to change your system. But We've, we've got plenty of games coming up. We, we don't have a break, I've already said. And then December... With the, nine well, games in December. One week we do have a break. After that, we've got nine games. So there's going to be injuries. There's going to be rotation. So I don't think it's necessarily change the formation to shoehorn players in. That's what Ronnie done, as and it didn't striking, work. striking options go, I think in a... Absolute emergency. You could play Scott Sinclair through the middle. I think he, he yeah. could definitely. He's he played there for Villa after Benteke left them, but it, it certainly doesn't suit a two. I don't the, know if any of them do. The other question is: Is uh, Griffiths tall enough to play up front? Uh, no. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I just think Brendan Rodgers' Celtic team is successful based around the formation that he plays. I don't see any reason to change that just to accommodate Griffiths. As good as Griffiths is. We're no really. It's not like we're losing games. We're still winning games by a considerable margin. So, you know, in, in answer to the question, I suppose bluntly, no. Just, just hard luck for Griffiths now, like you were saying earlier on. It's hard luck for the guy. He's he's been injured. He lost his place, and that's that's football. You know, the same might happen to Dembele, and all Griffiths can do is be ready to take his chance. Yeah. And with the cup in Europe and the league, he'll get games over the Aye. over the coming months. Chris's question kind of takes us on to teams then. Do we want to I have a stab at that? I take it we're going to play four, two, three, one. Four, four, two, mate. <laughs> I'll be right. I can I can answer this really quickly. My team would be the same as last night's team, except I'd probably start McGregor, and that's it. In place of beat on beat on I'd go the same team as last night I think that's our strongest team I think a lot of the players maybe all the fans a bit after last night I know they have been good this season but they all want to prove a point so I'd just go with the same team well, there was a stage last week against Motherwell where it was basically just a 3-1 every cunt <laughs> um, but as far as picking a team for Rangers I think most of it most of it picks itself there's questions between Sviatchenko and Simunovic Gamboa and Lustig but I think Lustig will definitely play that uh, and really just it tends to be down the right side so it's either Forrest or Roberts um, other other than that I, I would draw beat on I would have maybe Armstrong in in the middle because I don't I'm not really that confident with McGregor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a good point actually well put um, but yeah I, I would go I would keep it pretty similar to how it's been Blue, you 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 wedging Henderson in there? Uh, I do I do like a bit of Hendel, but I don't know. I I think I definitely don't want Beaton to play um, after last night. I, th- I think the issue is if you play Henderson and lose, or he has a bad game. Yeah, the boys he snookered in. Henderson did absolutely fine against Motherwell as well, but I think it's important to acknowledge just how how easy a job he and Brown had against Motherwell. Mark McGee is a jobber. He is a jobber. In professional <laughs> wrestling terms, every team he brings to Celtic Park, the job. He, he admitted as much himself. I think his, his pre-match patter was that joking about how we were going to try and keep it down to three. 
And afterwards, he talked about some vagaries about how it was a four-two-two-two, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't really see that. Just... So um, Henderson did absolutely fine in there, but he and Brown were under absolutely no pressure whatsoever. They could basically do what they like. I, th- I, I think he might. I mean, he brought McGregor on last night. I think if I think McGregor would be the one who'd be closest to starting in place of Beaton, um, which is probably fair enough. Um, I just don't want Beaton to play. No, and I'm, I don't. I don't know about possibly. See, I I like the idea of Gamboa going in because I like the the, the pace, especially in such a big pitch. But there is also the fact that his his wife just gave birth a couple of days ago, so you don't know. He's obviously not been training. You don't know whether he would be even ready to go in. I think Lustig for his experience and everything. Lustig likes Rangers games. Yeah, you know what I mean. He likes Rangers games. It's Um, been a bit. Sorry, it's been a bit unfair on Gamboa as well. I mean, Barcelona away chucked in. Inverness away put in the only real easiest game he had was at the weekend so he's not really had a fair crack at it this season but then do you chuck him in for a Glasgow derby that, that's what I mean final? I wouldn't chuck him in for that reason Aye. I think I'd, I think I'd put Yuzo in I'm trying to figure out who I would actually drop though would it be Yuzo in it see I, w- I was thinking that you, you can't you can't drop Colo after that yeah, because he, he a... because then he's going to dwell on it. You know, I'm, even though he's an experienced guy, I think you've got to give him his chance to to show what he's really about. I think with Colo, you get Colo Toure is a thorough professional. He takes his football seriously, and the fact that he's already faced up to these mistakes, he knows he made them. the The likelihood of him making any mistakes again is probably slim to none. In fact, I think with Colo Toure, you're going to get a guy who is determined. Not to make any mistakes. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to have two bad games in a row. It doesn't happen to me. I'm not going to let that happen. So I think off the back of a bad game, you probably get a better game off Colo. And I think he's a smart enough football footballer to realise those are the mistakes I made and why exactly. I necessarily don't do it again. Yeah. And I, I, I like the idea uh, Yozo getting in. And I... I, I I wanted him to play uh, last night, but it is the same thing why he didn't play last night, is that he hasn't partnered Colo. So are you going to put the two of them in the first time together against them? I don't know. This game's really, again, for us, it's it's a no-win situation. If we win, we should have won. That's a win. (laughs) (laughs) We should have won, but obviously. But then if we lose... It's disaster again, isn't it? Whereas Rangers, if they lose, everybody just goes off. Well, Celtic are better anyway. Yeah, so I, I it's one of the games you just want to. It's get not out quite the way. as bad as. The, I mean, that was the case last season. Um, losing to them at that point was absolutely unforgivable. I don't know if there's quite so much pressure on it now. Now that they're sort of they're in and around and sort of sort of steadying the ship after we gubbed them the last time. Is the first ever season in the Premier League? This is true. SPFL. I don't think. I let's just. I mean, for, just in case anyone's had any illusion who's never listened to the twenty-minute times, Rangers fucking died. Okay, <laughs> this is a new club. Be under no illusion, and we Absolutely. we do we do hate them, um, and I think they deserve. What I, I wanted to happen this season to Rangers was, you know, no other club has ever came up from the first division or the championship, or whatever you want to call it, and stated we're going to win the league. Second isn't good enough. 
Mm. It's between us and Celtic for first place. It's between Celtic and Hearts for second place. You know, all this chat that was coming out from that club. And people tipping them to win it as uh, well. And, and, you know, there's people on Super Scoreboard who have not tipped Celtic to win the league now for three years. You know, Aberdeen, Aberdeen, yeah. then Rangers. So, you know, n- never before is... And, and nobody seems to be taking any... I feel like I'm taking crazy pills reading this. You know, yeah. no one has said... Rangers have got a long way to go. It's like a, it's like a bad word, you know. And I think it's because for so long, Scottish football needs a strong Rangers was the catchphrase. You don't hear that anymore because Rangers aren't strong. So where do they go? So I think what I wanted this season was a whitewash. I wanted every time Celtic met Rangers, don't hold back, just show everyone, you know, pull the curtain back a wee bit. This is what Rangers are right now. They're, they're a mediocre, middle yeah. to bottom Premier League team. So I, I really want us to. Don't try any formations. Don't test it and play our strongest team and and steamroll them. Absolutely yeah. steamroll them. I think it's we, we spoke about this a wee bit uh, on the WhatsApp, but it's it, this could be the perfect game after last night, or it could be the worst. Exactly. And you you could end up coming away from this week, and it is it has to be the worst week under Brendan Rodgers if we were to get beat. You know, let's say the worst case scenario, you lose those two games. It's doom and gloom, it's all negative in the press and everything else. But it can work the other way where it's perfect. You you beat them, you you, you beat them maybe not five one, but comfortably then, you know, you've immediately got over that. So that brings us quite nicely. If you were Joey Barton, <laughs> you're having a wee flutter on this. I often game. dream about this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are you betting on? What's your prediction? Um I do think they'll score, so I'm going to go three-one Celtic. Nice. Yeah, I I can't come up with anything better than that. I think they will score probably. Um, I I haven't really seen much of them of late. I'm, I've basically haven't seen them since they played Celtic. So I don't know how they're lining up. Are they still going with like Senderos and guys like that? I think Clint it's Hill and Keenan right now. Is that right? I think so. And it's Crancha, it's nice. Crancha, Holton, Halliday. Right. And I've heard of some of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think, t- to be fair, from the, the limited amount I've watched them, I still, I think they'll be better in terms, I think Holt and Halliday are an improvement on what they had. Cranshaw, I don't think it will play him again after what happened. But they're still, uh, uh, for me, O'Halloran is one of their best players and he still doesn't get a game. Yeah, fans don't like him no. for some reason. For some reason, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, I just, sorry. No, 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 Baron. Um, no, I just think I've, I've, as I say, I've watched the Rangers. They're poor. That that defence. I, I might listen. I'm, uh, as we know, I like to go double down on my my statements, as I have done quite a lot tonight. But I don't think I'm far off saying if you look at Celtic's forward line of Forest, Dembele, and Sinclair, your perfect defence. If I was picking a defence that that team would have a good game against two painfully slow centre-backs oh, yeah. and two yeah. full-backs that don't know how to defend. And Rangers are just, you know, walking blindly into another doing if, if that's the way they're going to play. If Rangers are going to stick to this bombing full-backs forward, sticking by two absolute duffers at the back, midfielders that, with, with their best respect in the world, you know, Halliday might be a Rangers man, quote-unquote, but he's not a better footballer than Joey Barton. Well, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, that leads me nicely onto that. In terms of Barton being out, I'm quite happy that he's out because while he has sort of 
totally derailed him since he signed. I think in terms of potential, he's still Rangers' best player. Yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. really care about how Rangers, they can fill the team full of wee guys with Rangers bed sheets and all that all they want, <laughs> but it's not going to win them games. I think Joey Barton is the only one, we've seen what these guys are capable of, and Joey Barton's the only one who's capable of playing at any kind of decent level above mm. what we've seen. So you asked for predictions, and I'm going to give you mine. If, if Celtic play the way we can, if Celtic play our average SPL level performance, SPFL, and Rangers play theirs, Rangers are on to hiding again. Mm. And and I think it's going to be another 4-1. My bet is Sinclair to score two or more. That's my, that my Joey Barton gamble was it? tip. 4-1 four, four is mine. I think it'll be a bit tighter. It just all depends on Celtic turning up. If we turn up in any way, shape or form, we should win. I just... That pitch that stadium I just hate everything yeah, about it so absolutely. I'll say 2-1 I have to agree with you 2-1 for me it's just I don't I fear Hamden is I, essentially I, I just you know why I don't see 2-1 because I don't think it's too cagey I don't think we'd settle for 2-1 I think if we are winning 2-1 we're probably going to try and get another and if we are winning 2-1 they're going to press and try and get a draw so there's too much at stake in my mind for it to be a, a 2-1 question is probably the bet as well is there going to be a red card yes well who's the, who's the referee Craig, Craig Thompson, Thompson. Aye, aye, I, th- I think so it, purely because the way we play and the way range, I mean their fullbacks. well okay so put yourself in Rob Keelan or Clinton Hill shoes against Dembele you've got absolutely no chance so yeah. how do you stop how do you solve a problem like Dembele that's it well, he's already shown what he can do against Cinderos. I think he's still looking for him. <laughs> I don't think he's ever played for them since. He hasn't. I don't think he's played, but looking at their form, I think in the league, the only game they've won by more than a goal was that Thistle game recently. And mm. I, I was in holiday at the time, I actually seen the game. They're not that good. They, they won because they get, had better players. A bit like us last season. We didn't play well a lot of time, but we just won because we had better players. I think that's the way they are. I mean, that Inverness game last week, I didn't see it, but I heard they could have let in two goals easily and drawn the game. So I don't think there's much to fear apart from it's one of those games and that fucking stadium. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, gentlemen, I think we can call it a day. How Um, many minutes is that? We, I haven't added in the music yet, but we're 122 minutes. Jeez, I'm, I'm staggered we lasted this long. I thought we'd been carrying me out here like James Brown. <laughs> this is this is six. We we're going to put this out as a six parter. <laughs> <laughs> really, really do the do the old Graham Hunter and milk. That's it. <laughs> milk the milk downloads. Yeah, and that should be 82 minutes. I'm just I'm counting one hour as 100. So yeah, <laughs> uh, one to 82 minutes. I so. <laughs> And that fantastic ending. Well, there. thanks, thanks very much for having us, guys. Thank you. We, we appreciate it. it. Yes, that's great. Yeah, good, good to put names to the faces. Faces, that's it. You can see why I try to hide mines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been Chris Bowds. You're pointing at me. You got to say my name. Expecting you to then say your name. Um, yes, it's weird me saying my own name. You say my name. You're Louis McCaffrey. Thank you. Thank, thanks for having me and Galsus. Yep, uh, ninety minutes in towels. Gentlemen, I'm Martin Mellet. I'm Stephen Arbuckle. You can find me at, at Fenian Romance. <laughs> See, now you have all given your, your real names, and that's something that I don't tend to do. So I'm just going to give my, I'll give mine. My name's uh, James Flynn. You can get me at James Von Doom. Yeah. 
Thanks for having a listen. You can download this from 90 Minutes Cynic, the 90 Minutes Cynic at Spreaker and iTunes and follow our Twitter and also 20 Minute Tims. Yep, we are at 20 Minute Tims on Twitter and just search 20 Minute Tims on your podcast providing app. Boom. Thanks very much. We might see you down the road.